speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Epistles from 2 Corinthians chapters 11 and 12. For you gladly bear with fools, being wise yourselves, for you bear it if someone makes slaves of you, or devours you, or takes advantage of you, or puts on airs, or strikes you in the face. To my shame I must say, we were too weak for that. But whatever anyone else dares to boast of, I am speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast of that. Are the Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offspring of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I'm a better one. I'm talking like a madman. With far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I received at the hand of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from brothers, from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there's the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches, Who is weak, and I am not weak? Who is made to fall, and I am not indignant? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. At Damascus, the governor under King Artus was guarding the city of Damascus in order to seize me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped his hands. I must go on boasting though there is nothing to be gained by it. I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from being too elated by the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Question for you this morning. 
Why do we like to brag and why do we like to boast? Yes, why do we like to brag? Why do we like to talk it up? Why do we like to puff ourselves up and boast? Well, for starters, we tend to brag about our personal achievements because we are often insecure. You've heard that right. We often brag and boast because of our insecurities, to offset our insecurities that we hold within that nobody else knows about except for us. In other words, we will usually like to talk about our achievements to compensate for our insecure egos that we have. If we can give the illusion to other people that we are good enough and that we are smart enough, well, people will like us. We can pull it off. And people will want to be around us in spite of our insecurities. We also tend to brag and boast to get others to notice us and value us, a way of getting affirmation. Whether we are on a social media platform, at a social event, or at work, we tend to talk ourselves up, making ourselves the center of attention so that we might be recognized by others and noticed by them, and then as a result, that they would admire us, want to be around us, and value us. It's pretty interesting to learn also that psychologists, they have studied bragging and boasting, and they have found that the urge to brag is on par, get this, it's on par with the desire to eat food and also have sex. There's a very strong urge, in other words, for us to brag and to boast. Bragging seems to be somewhat hardwired into our human existence. To the point, bragging is not a sign of strength. That's what we're getting at this morning. It's not a sign of strength. It's not a sign of power. It's not a sign of might. But more often than not, bragging and boasting, it is a sign of a person's fragile ego, their insecurities, their anxieties. The bragging and boasting is a mask. So if this is the case, if this is the case about boasting and bragging, why does the Apostle Paul brag in our reading from epistles, from the epistle of 2 Corinthians? Indeed, why is he boasting in 2 Corinthians? Well, it is essential to keep in mind who Paul is speaking against in our epistle reading this morning. You see, during the first century, there were a bunch of popular let's say it this way, three-ring circus preachers in the city of Corinth, those drumming up excitement for themselves. And they made it a part of their practice to brag and to boast of their experiences, their accomplishments, to draw the attention to themselves as spiritual gurus, as, again, three-ring circus preachers. In other words, everything these performance-driven, egocentric preachers did was for the sake of praising themselves. And so the Apostle Paul, taking a play out of their own playbook, meets their accomplishments with his own accomplishments. He matches them, if you will. Paul, he shows that if anyone has reason to brag and boast, it's not really them, it's himself. He has done more than them. He's better than them. He states that he has worked harder, that he's been jailed more often, beaten up more, accomplished more, more than them. But here's the catch. Here's the catch for us this morning. Paul clearly states, as we heard this morning, that he's speaking as a fool. That is to say, Paul is boasting, no doubt about it. He's bragging. But he's doing so to humble these three-ring circus preachers. And also he's bragging to prove a point. That bragging accomplishes absolutely nothing. It accomplishes absolutely nothing. Now, dear friends, bragging about yourself 
is actually very, very foolish. The reason being, as you know, our lives are very, very fragile. Indeed, the same goes for our human institutions and the works of our hands. Sure, we may boast today, but tomorrow we may be dead. And these human institutions that we've created, all of them have a life cycle. One day a country is on the map, you can be spinning the globe, and one day the country is on the map, and the next day it's wiped off the globe due to war and a fallen tyrant or leader. And businesses, they come and they go. One year they launch with an IPO, and three years later they file bankruptcy. Poof, gone, never to be seen again. Nothing lasts forever is the point. And so when we boast and when we brag about temporal things, we're only boasting for a moment in time. We're only boasting indeed for that moment in time. This year's Super Bowl champions will be next year's, last year's Super Bowl champion. Think on that. As you and I already know, there are always bigger fish in the sea, always bigger accomplishments. Every accomplishment, every record, every dominion of power will soon be outdone. Nothing is permanent. And so the fool is the one that talks big and brags about something that is temporal, something that is here for one moment and gone the next, not realizing that their bragging and boasting will indeed only last for a moment. This is what Isaiah says in the Old Testament as well. To paraphrase Isaiah, he states this, People are nothing but grass. Indeed, people are nothing like grass. Their love is fragile. Fragile is a wildflower. Just as the grass withers and the flower fade, so will the people of the earth wither and fade as well. To the point, nothing, absolutely nothing, is accomplished through bragging and boasting except to expose the fact that you and I are fools. Indeed, bragging exposes the fool. This is the reason why the Apostle Paul tries not to boast about himself. He doesn't want anyone to imagine that he is anything other than a fool. Paul knows that as a servant of Christ, he does not want any honor for himself, but he wants everything to point to the Christ. And so for us as a church, what does this mean? What does this mean for us here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church? Well, quite frankly, if we needed to boast, we have a lot. We do. We have a lot that we could highlight. For starters, we could say here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church that we made it through COVID-19 quite well, maintaining good attendance and good offerings. Furthermore, we can easily boast of our beautiful building and this sanctuary itself. And we could boast of maintaining and promoting good liturgy when many churches yeah, when many, churches, when many churches have fallen prey to the world's ideologies. You know, even I, I could brag to you about my doctoral degrees and the books that I've written. Look at those. You could also brag about your vocations, the accomplishments that you've achieved in your life. You could talk about the honors and the accolades that you've accomplished. We could make a big list and put everything on that list. Hang it up on the wall for everyone to see. In other words, we could find a thousand things to brag about here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. However, bragging, bragging and boasting about this church and ourselves accomplishes absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
All it does is puff us up on a balloon of pride that will eventually be popped by someone bigger and better, resulting in us falling hard where our egos will be cracked and our crowns of glory will be bent out of shape. So is that the point? Is that the point that we're wrestling with today, the epistle reading from 2 Corinthians, that we're not to boast? That just boasting is off limits? Maybe we should get a big sign with a big X through it and say, no boasting allowed here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church? Now, dear friends, it is interesting to look at the word boast itself. It is a word that means to glory, to vaunt, to brag, to exalt something. Technically, the word itself isn't a bad or good word. To boast is not good or bad in the original languages. Instead, it's a word that's somewhat neutral. That is why Paul tells us that he would rather not boast about himself, but instead desires to boast about the Christ. You see, there's a good kind of boasting, and there's a bad kind of boasting. The bad kind of boasting and the bad kind of bragging focuses everyone's attention on the one boasting. Bad boasting is the kind of talk that turns the attention inward on you and me. The other kind of boasting, the boasting of the Christian, focuses the glory and the attention to the one that is worthy of our boasting, Christ. Furthermore, the Apostle Paul, he goes so far as to say that we Christians can boast of our weaknesses. We can boast of our weaknesses and we can boast and brag of Christ because Christ has done, yeah, he has done all things well for you and me. Now, consider this, dear baptized saints. If Christ did not rise from the grave, Indeed, if Christ did not rise from the grave, if he would have remained dead in the tomb, then we would have no reason to boast, for we would only have a dead God. If Christ had not gone to the cross to bleed and to die for our sins, if he would have chosen the path of ease, then we would have no hope outside of ourselves and would then be confined to drumming up hope in our own accomplishments, our own endeavors just like the shallow pagans do each and every day. But your Christ, he did bleed. Your Christ, he did die. And your Christ, he did rise. And he did that for you. He did that for each and every one of you. And so this means that your sins, well, they're truly forgiven. Not some sort of theoretical fiction. You are truly forgiven because Christ truly bled, he truly died, and he truly rose from the grave. Your sins are forgiven. Hear that loud and clear. And furthermore, the devil is truly defeated. He's a defeated foe. And you have eternal life. So not only is Christ worthy of our boasting, but the one that we can truly boast about because he has done all things well for you and for me. We can boast in Christ because he rose from the grave, because he actually did something for us. So whether you are weak or strong, whether you are poor or whether you are rich, whether you are high or low, energetic or tired, you need not boast. You need not boast in yourself, but you have one who has done everything well for you. And so by having Christ, you and I have complete and total contentment in the face of this world. 
we have one we can boast in who has done all things well for you and me. And so you and I, we have really nothing to prove to this world. Let that sink in. We have nothing to prove to this world. Nothing at all to prove to this world. And we have absolutely nothing to earn before God Almighty. Because you and I have already been given something much more grand, Christ and his gifts. And with Christ, his grace is sufficient. It is all that you need in this life, and especially in death. So whether our offering plates are full or empty, whether these pews are full or empty, whether you are in life or whether you are in death, it does not matter, for you have Christ. And in Christ, you need not tie yourself up with your strengths or your weaknesses. You need not fret about your limitations or your good strides. In fact, when abuse and accidents, opposition and bad breaks fall upon you, you and I can praise Christ because regardless of life circumstances, indeed, regardless of the life circumstances, Christ is ours. Yes, he is ours, and we belong to him. Yes, Christ is yours. Christ is yours, and you belong to him. His word of truth is sufficient for you in your weakness. And so, baptized saints, let the world boast. Just let the world boast in nothing. Let the world build that which will fall, and let your neighbor do what they will, strive to become an egomaniac through their boasting and bragging. But you, ah, yeah, you, dear baptized saints, know this, be a fool for Christ. Know that true contentment is found not in what you have done or what you can do, but what has been done for you. Indeed, know that true contentment is found not in what you have done or can do, but in what has been done for you. Take pleasure in being one for whom Christ has died and rose. Rest in Christ's grace, which is sufficient for you, and know that Christ's power is made perfect in your weakness. In the name of Jesus, the one in whom we boast, we say amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.